Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be a delightful form that I will get to in just a second. But first, let me thank everyone who's been requesting the magnets lately. I have given out probably more magnets in the last three weeks than I have in the previous year. So thank you very much for the magnet requests. And if you want a magnet, a Lou Reads magnet, it is free. And all you need to do is email me your address at loureads at gmail.com. I also want to thank everyone who's been donating to the podcast lately. I really sincerely appreciate it. All of that donation money probably goes mostly to buying more magnets and postage for said magnets. If you want to donate to the podcast, you can do so by going to loureads.com. And then in the little column of places that are sort of affiliate, right there near the top, like Amazon and stuff, there is a donate button for PayPal. And if you feel like you want to, go ahead. If you don't, that's also okay. It's just there in case you feel like you want to. And I hope you do, but you don't have to. Okay, so having said that, this week I'll be reading from a forum known as Squat the Planet. Now, I came across this forum because some people at Something Awful decided to refresh the idea of the weekend web or sort of revisit the weekend web which is where i was first introduced to so many terrible forums and so on uh, weekend web being a, a former feature on somethingawful.com's front page where forum members would sort of go snoop around other forums to find the dumbest things they could find and so somebody decided to relaunch that idea and in doing so has refreshed sort of my cache of terrible sites, which is a good thing. So what I'll be reading this week is a forum known as Squat the Planet. Life is our road trip. And it is a forum for people who are sort of nomads, hobos, uh, what are known these days as gutter punks, the sort of young folk who travel the Americas and the globe, sort of just living on the street, begging and doing so on and so forth. Not only that, but also buskering, shoplifting, general thievery, Working? Less working. The real work, for them, is living on the streets of America, I guess. Anyway, so we're going to read today from the pages of Squat the Planet. And let's jump right into the forum. In a thread in the Squat the Planet forums, subform culture, subform making a living, subform shoplifting, in a thread started by Blackened1339, entitled... An informed shoplifting tutorial. And it goes like this. I worked in LP for a while. After a successful career of my own, I have seen and used many methods. First off, when you enter a store, look down or to the side so the public view monitor gets a shoddy view of your face. Many stores only have cameras on the doors and the places where cash is exchanged. So if you run into trouble, at least they can't review the tape and identify you if you run into trouble. Unless it's a dire emergency, scope the store for cameras days before you go in to get stuff. Looking for cameras is always a dead giveaway when you are stealing. The mirror domes are always fake. The larger the size of the dome, the better the chance that the camera is a decoy. The small domes are usually real. Many of the cameras are stationary and don't move. After you conceal something, it's always a good idea to go into a fitting room or a bathroom. This constitutes losing sight of the merchandise. And most policies prohibit so-called quote-unquote secret shoppers from stopping you if you've done this. If you decide to conceal in the fitting room slash bathroom, hide the sensor tags, and in various locations, don't worry about ripping off price tags slash brand tags. Try to get the clothing off the hanger on the floor, ditch the hangers, and ball up the intended items under other merchandise. Hopefully the lazy-ass fitting room clerk won't 
won't think to look at every piece you've got. Don't use the archaic quote unquote booster box method. The big gulp cup method is fine for jewelry and other tiny items. The best methods are simple, depending on what you want. If it fits in the palm of your hand, your best bet is to secure it in your hand. Let a long sleeve dangle over your hand and then nonchalantly pocket the item. Large purses are fine for groceries and clothing, brackets roll them up, and the waistband of baggy pants works for any gender. The key is to never be obvious and to always be cool while you are concealing and walking out. Being obvious includes the aforementioned quote-unquote camera looks, wearing out-of-season clothes, brackets coats, backpacks, brackets stash your gear if you have to, and carrying old worn-out shopping bags or bags from stores that are not in the immediate vicinity. Never walk into a store with an empty shopping bag, and you should at least have one item in your purse or messenger bag. Empty bags are a red flag. If you are stealing with a friend, bracket S, come in separately. Allow at least 30 seconds between each entry of the store. You never want to come in together and immediately split up red flag. A really good thing to do is pick something out and give it to a friend and then walk away and have them take it. Do the same for them. If you are not together the entire time, the fact two different people are selecting and concealing merchandise normally throws them off due to their policies on stopping people. There are five things that every store pig in the U.S. needs to see before they can detain you. One, enter the store. Two, select merchandise. Three, Conceal slash rebuff tags. Four, they can't lose sight of you. Five, you have to pass all points of sale and exit the store, making no attempt to pay for the merchandise. If you see someone hanging around the entrance threshold, hold back and be leery. You can always put the shit back. If you do get stopped, the best bet is to throw the merchandise at them and run like hell bracket, or if you can, or you can just run. Nine times out of ten, if they call the cops with a plate number slash direction of travel, the cops won't bother coming if they got at least some of the stuff back. Never put your hands on any store employee, even if they did touch you first. That elevates the charge to robbery, and the police will respond. Just get away and run like hell. BTW. If they paid security over the loudspeaker, it's meant as a deterrent and means that no security is in the store. Hope this helps. And BikeGeek666 writes, Badass. I've wondered about trying to get worked on the inside in order to get information like this. Thanks. And VeggieGuy12 adds, Thanks for the tips. Q. So, let me just double check. According to what you know, if LP sees someone put some items in a bag or pocket, then this person is seen to enter a bathroom or dressing room. LP will simply watch the person walk out, brackets, unless they are seen to pocket something else after leaving the mentioned private room. That is almost unbelievable. How do they explain that policy to you as an LP agent? Q. Can you mention what stores or type of store you worked in LP with? Great to hear your advice. Well appreciated. And from that, I've ascertained that LP stands for loss prevention. And I don't fight the world replies. I've never worked as LP, but I worked at Best Buy for a few years. One time, I caught a guy opening a CD in a bathroom stall, heard the plastic grip and saw the case drop, etc. The manager let him go and wouldn't even let LP take his license number because no one actually saw him put the disc in his pocket. From what I was told by the managers, they can stop you if they actually see you put it in your pocket. Losing track of you from then doesn't really matter, unless they find the product ditched. If they lose track and find the ditched product, it's assumed you have nothing else. So apparently, even the camera don't really matter. They're more for spotting potential shoplifters. Usually, if LP suspects someone, they get two or more regular workers to follow them around trying to see if they concealed. I imagine it was because the cameras were too grainy to be able to tell what was actually going on. You could only really see general body language. I don't know. It's probably a little different every store. But if I'm lifting, I usually grab and go. At least in this state, it's illegal for any store employee to touch you. So if you just don't respond, they can't do anything except tell the cops which way you went and what you looked like. If the cops even come at all. 
I worked at Best Buy for four years and never saw a cop respond to a call. And Veggie Guy 12 asks again. Here's another question for anyone who worked as LP. Ever go to court with video footage? The one time I got caught was a grocery store in Eugene, Oregon. They mentioned that if I wanted to fight the charge in court, they'd present the store's security cam videotapes. I don't know what to believe about that. Brackets, incidentally, I got out of the charge somewhere between taking their offer and going to jail. And Katie Habits writes, I don't think that lifters have as many ways out in Canada. When I get caught usually stealing food, I just pull the quote-unquote, I'm a dirty little street kid. Do you expect me to come to court if you charge me? But I learned the hard way that that doesn't always work. Almost every time I've been caught, I get grabbed and pulled or tackled to the ground. LPs have fucked me up, man. And Spud adds, I always try to buy something cheap or be with someone buying something so it looks like we're legit and it gets them off your scent. Plus, if you buy something, you can usually leave a place even if the alarms go off. Normally, they'll just wave you out. And thanks for all the other info. And Blacken1339 replies, In NY, concealment is considered theft, but only a police officer would ever stop anyone on the basis of concealment alone. If you have merely concealed an item and not left the store, they can't really prove that you didn't intend to purchase the item. If you remove it from the packaging ripoff EAS tags, it shows intent to not pay for the item. If you plead not guilty to a charge, they will most likely bring the video to court, if they have it, to prove their case. However, they have no obligation to show it to you when you're in the store or if you call the store later to ask. A trial would likely be the only circumstance where they would have to provide video. I myself have never had to fight a charge in court, but under such a circumstance, I would have had to be prepared with my reports and the video. As far as the fitting room slash bathroom thing, in the past, many stores would have come after you, but the liability of losing sight of someone in such a circumstance has forced many stores to change their policies on this. Some Sometimes certain LPs will be permitted to make such stops, but 90% of the time it has to be a member of LP management or they have to have approval from a district LP manager. Most stores don't have in-house LP management. They usually travel from city to city and are overextended due to budgetary constraints. Although high density slash theft areas are where the management are based in most cases. Buffalo being the norm for upstate New York, for example. To get approval from an L... from a... (laughs) To get approval from an LPDM, you would have to be involved in multiple instances of theft in the same area or perhaps if you were taking a long time carting bag loads out of the store. Of course, these things vary from one jurisdiction to another. I myself worked for a few companies. The Filene slash Kaufman slash Robinson hyphen May conglomerate, now defunct, is one, although there were others I worked for. Also, LPs are pretty fond of networking and we always compared policies with people from other stores. So any LPs worth their salt usually had a good idea of what goes on in other stores in their area. And Ravy writes, LOL, I've stolen a lot from the Daylar tree. Mostly shitty food. And every time they're like, quote unquote, security to area B and the workers don't do shit. I always wondered about that. And I am the end of rights. Dollar Tree always had that tape that runs every hour that says, quote unquote, security team, check cameras, but it's all just deterrent as I don't fight stated. Most of the time when I steal from a place, it's more or less a grab-and-go idea. Usually, it's cases of beer or jugs of wine, so I don't really have big enough pockets to conceal it. I just don't plan on showing up at the store too often. I've been the fallback for some of my friends as well, and we would slowly just walk into the workers coming out of the public building to follow them and just act like we're entering the store. It gives your buds a good 30 seconds extra, especially if you make a catastrophic little quote-unquote bump into the purses. Another good idea is if you do ever get charged charged with anything, you can cut your hair and trim up your face, brackets, if you're a guy, and put some glasses on when you go to court. I had a friend that did that, and they couldn't even recognize it was him. And our other two friends on the camera, they thought were girls. Ha ha! And Kevy Genius writes, 
Stealing works best if you can front cash and quote unquote double up. There's a variation of the Xbox ones I mentioned in the brackets REI. Hit up a store like Walmart that carries multiple items and grab a Walmart bag. Steal a plastic Walmart bag and fill it and a cart with the same stuff. Actually buy the stuff in the cart and watch them bag it. Brackets only fill one bag. Things like CDs, t-shirts, small stuff. Then when you have gone through, then when you have gone through the cash, brackets and they have demagnetized the stuff switch the bags so you have the stolen stuff then walk out the front set the alarm off have your buddy holding the paid for stuff leave the store and when they see you beeping they will look in your bag check your receipt see you paid and let you walk brackets sometimes they put it all through the demagnetic shit again off usually deterring cameras and personnel at the same time. Now on the outside, you have your two for one. Just have your alternate return the stuff using the receipt. Walmart is great because you return stuff at the customer care and you have no chance of being seen by the cashier you were helped by. And LC writes, My method was the push out. Screw the small crap. I nab TVs, home theaters, ACs, pneumatic tools. Just pull the snitches off the box, throw it in a cart, and casually walk out. Also, like at Lowe's or Home Depot, I would go in and grab an expensive faucet, brackets, $300 plus, open it up, jumble the parts, and take it to the returns counter and get some store credit on a gift card. I would fence them for 50 cents on the dollar. I also had to push an extra cart for my balls. I'm still on the lam for my parole for that spree. I have lifetime bans from seven stores, nine counts of retail thefts, three criminal conspiracy to commit retail theft, three counts of criminal trespass for violating bans. They got me for some of those by going back on camera. And... Devin Heartbreak writes, I used to work in the mall. Most of the cameras don't really work. Most are just there to make you think they work. And when we thought someone was stealing shit, we couldn't do anything. We had to call mall security and they had to wait outside the door until the people walked out. BC, it's not technically stealing until they walk out of the store. Once they leave, then security can grab them and bring them back into the store. Then we had to call the cops. It wasn't worth the trouble most of the time. And in most clothing stores, they have security tags that trip the alarm, not the plastic ones, but they can be cut out with razors or scissors. The big plastic ones can be cut with a straight razor in a line and slip the tag out and then sewn back up. I've been stealing from the mall for years. And we'll leave that thread, although there are several more pages of shoplifting advice, to a new thread in the Squad the Planet forum, subform culture, subform making a living, subform panhandling. And a thread started by user Play It Fast entitled, Weirdest Kickdown Yet. And a kickdown is apparently something that is given to a panhandler. And it goes like this. The strangest kickdown I've gotten so far was in Renton, Washington, brackets just outside of Seattle. I was flying a sign, which is something I don't really enjoy doing. I'd much rather pick up and odd jobs. This pulls up to the stoplight and says, quote unquote, I don't really know how to explain this, but do you want it? I said, sure, kind of curious on what it might be. Quote unquote, it's my old Halloween costume from last year. So he reaches into his backseat and grabs this garbage bag and hands it to me. It must have weighed at least five pounds. Quote unquote, then he yells, there's probably about 50 to 60 bucks in there. I reach inside and it's a trench coat slash suit jacket with a shit ton of change glued to it. He must have been the Monopoly man or something. Turns out there was about 80 bucks on his coat, including double the money I had just made in about half an hour or so. Love emoticon. And made with paint rights. Weird indeed, but really sick nonetheless. My weirdest kickdown was a hat shaped like Cat in the Hats, but it had a Canadian flag on it. I wore it for days. Ha ha. And Wildboy860 writes, How long did it take you to pull all the money off? And Play It Fast replies, Considering he was a fairly hefty male, about an hour with the help of my fellow companion. And Cholo McScumbag writes, Ha ha, that's too funny. 
In Kamloops, this guy gave us car wash tokens. I think he was trying to be a smartass. I've also gotten Canadian tire money before. My favorite kickdown was a day pass to a spa in Moose Jaw. I got to swim in a mineral pool. After a few weeks with no showers, I felt so soft and clean. Smiley face emoticon. And Mouse writes, Damn, that sounds great. I honestly can't think of anything that was particularly strange. I guess a kid's pencil case packed with trim has to be the oddest thing. This meth head mom picked us up in NorCal and gave us a ride and stopped us at her condemned house while she picked up her kids and got more meth. When she came back, her son, probably about 15, handed us a little plastic pencil box jammed with trim and said he was on probation so he couldn't keep it. And Bendix on the rails writes, Damn, that's a hell of a lot better than my time in Vegas. Definitely my weirdest kickdown was a maglite, except it wasn't. It was a single-shot, 12-gauge zip gun made out of a maglite. This chick in a Datsun B210 picked me up in Arkansas, drove me about 70 miles, and pulls the fucking thing out of the backseat floorboard and is like, quote-unquote, here, you want this? She opened it up and showed me how it worked, how it had a sawed-off piece of gun barrel from a really old-ass shotgun in it, and said her brother made it for her. It was loaded, and she gave me five more shells that were lying around loose in the back floorboard. I had it a week before I worked up the nerve to try it. If you pulled on the little head, brackets light bulb end, of it, it would get longer by sliding about one and a half to two inches, and then click into place. There was a rubber plug from the tip of a cane or a walker or something in the battery end that you pulled out. Then you just press the button. Dangerous as hell, but fun. Had no safety and no way to let the hammer down except to fire it. I had it about a month. Then I got to thinking about what a beating I'd probably get if a cop figured out what it was. And Genghis Braun writes, not anything weird, really, but still damn good. I was hitching I-95 South back to Florida, and this dude picks me up and ends up dropping me off at a gas station, giving me a sandwich as I get out. I sat outside the store eating the sandwich. We see each other again when he comes out. He offers me his shower, which I accept, and I head back to his place. After the shower, he smokes me out, gives me dinner, gets me drunk, gives me about a nick of weed, and has me stay the night. In the morning, his mom wakes me up and gives me $100 and drives me to the VA-NC state line. People are awesome. And Mouse writes, In NYC one time, we were all spangling, which is spare change begging, to get Chinatown tickets to Boston when this Asian lady ran up and started yelling, You want eat Chinese retrant? We all had to decline because we had all just stuffed ourselves with free food about 20 minutes before. But instead of just walking away, she grabbed us and took us to a store the next block over and told us she would buy us anything we wanted. Clean teas and snack food for the trip and ice cold water. Brackets always a great thing for a squatter on a summer day. Good stuff. And Lost in Space adds, In Portland, another hitchhiker who was just a kid and had obviously never been on the road before gave me a G.I. Joe action figure and explained that it was the god of death and that it protect me in my travels. He was giving toys to everybody he talked to and explained that, that what they represented. The weirdest part was that he meant it and wasn't just bullshitting like most do. Otherwise, one kid gave me a girl's necklace that someone had given him and told me to give it to somebody else. I think I actually have both in the bottom of my pack somewhere. I haven't gone through it in quite some. Plan on giving the necklace to my niece whenever I see her again. I don't know about the G.I. Joe. Maybe I will keep it for protection. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the... Squat the Planet, Forum, Subforum, Culture, Subforum, Sex and Relationships, in a thread started by Sky Dreamer, entitled, The Most Random Place 
you have fucked while traveling. And it goes like this. So I don't care if you are gay, straight, or anything else. To each his own, right? But as a traveler slash squatter, what is the most random place you have ever had sex? Mine had to be behind this store in downtown Tucson. This girl and I drank a shit ton and did a bunch of pills. Was getting down, then the owner walks up, looks at us, and says, quote unquote, Guess I'll let you ladies do what you gotta do. I'll take a long lunch. LOL. I have had a lot of other random ones, but I want to hear yours, though. LOL. And shifting gears ads. Me and my ex-girl fucked on these stairs outside in public at a high school right next to a main road with cars driving by and a bus stop. And the police station is right across the street. She wanted it right at that moment, and I wasn't about to argue with her. I had some good times with that girl. And Phoenix replies, Behind the bushes, parks, beaches, squats, dark alleys, and the occasional rooftop. And Prozac Citizen replies, Most random? Whenever I met the girl who stopped my traveling for two and a half years in New Orleans, I was drunk standing in front of the rebuild, shouting at the Pope and the Catholic Church, and Shana came up to me and was like, quote unquote, dude, you're the sexiest fucker in New Orleans. I said, quote unquote, oh yeah, what are you doing? Quote unquote, following you until the day I die. So I took this sweet thing and fucked her in every club on Bourbon Street that would let our homeless asses in. We always did it in the chick's bathroom. Like, literally shaking the walls and never got snitched on. God, I miss that bitch. But I mean, but I mean, bitch nonetheless. Avoid Shanna if you ever go down to New Orleans. Bitch will drive you nuts. And Chelsea Hawk replies, Ha ha ha, oh lord, well, my friend is a hardcore Christian, so me and my man decided it would be funny to fuck in his room while he was sleeping. It eventually hit three in the morning and he was still awake, so we decided, quote unquote, fuck it, literally. We were on the floor in plain view and threw the blanket over us and fucked while we were still having a conversation with my friend. He still has no idea. Ha 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 ha. And Keg replies. Fucked on the local train, brackets inside, in Japan, there was about 20 people in the car, totally sober, so it was kind of fun. I have fucked in about five places in Tokyo Disneyland. And Just Matt replies, I too that are deaf-worthy mentions. First one, <laughs> what the fuck, all right. First one, opening day of the movie Sin City. I went with my chick and two friends. It was a packed theater. We had sex right in the stupid little seats and weren't finished when the movie ended. So when the lights came on, everyone turned around and looked right at us. I pulled this chick up off me and she turned around and everyone deaf saw her ass. Also, her underwear was like eight seats away somehow. I took the condom off, left that shit on the floor right there, and we bounced. Unfortunately, I left my car keys in the theater and had to have a friend go back in there and get them for me. Second time, I was staying at this friend's house whose mother is, is a pretty bad shape heroin addict. She had been for years and years. So I'm staying there with my girl one night and she's giving me some head. And his mom keeps coming in and asking me for money over and over again the entire time that I'm trying to accomplish this. It's like she straight up didn't even care what we were doing. She just wanted her fix. Oh, and I saw my friend, heroin lady's son, bang this chick on the floor next to me. And no lie, his pit bull started licking her pussy and she didn't care one bit. And Skydreamer writes again. One of my other faves was maybe five summers ago when I was in L.A. My ex and I had sex right on Hollywood Boulevard near the free clinic there. A bunch of tourists were walking by, cheering us one. I think a few maybe even took a few pictures, lol. Acted like they'd never seen lesbians before. Ha 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 And Du hast Mitch writes. Bathroom of Greyhound bus stop in Salt Lake City, Utah. Didn't know this chick for shit. We struck up a conversation and she confessed she was getting ready to head out east to live with some dude she met online. So I asked her, quote unquote, care for one last fuck before you become dick whipped? 
She agreed and she needed some man steak, so I pounded her plump little ass in the last all the women's bathroom. She could suck start a Harley to boot. Good times. And finally, Outside Your World replies, In Budapest, there's an old abandoned Jewish graveyard near Karepsi Cemetery. Brackets. Cool place. Was sitting on some worn away grave and asked the girl if she'd ever fucked in a graveyard. Well, now she has. And in a similar... <laughs> this is so dumb. Oh, boy. And in a similar vein, still in the Culture Subforum, Subforum, Sex and Relationships, we'll read from a thread entitled Licking Bloody Vagina, which was started by Fort Collins Anarcho. And it goes like this. Curious if anyone gives a fuck if the thing is bloody because most of the time I don't. Lots of blood is no good, but a little bit of blood? Yes, don't give a fuck or take one either. And Rancho writes, I thoroughly enjoy it. I always have guys to go down... <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy it. I always have guys go down on me while I'm ragging. Never heard them complain. And D'Artagnan writes, earning those red wings. And Ephemeral Stick writes, it's times like this that I'm glad I'm homosexual. And Earth replies, there was a girl, no, a woman, brackets, two exclamation points. I dated a while back who totally got turned on by me eating her period. I've never done it before or since, but I have to confess that having her blood drip out of my mouth and down my chin was a sight to behold. Recent, mm, whew, <laughs> Recently, I would tell my mates at the factory that this was the only way to truly show a woman you love her and they would think I'm out of my mind. Even more astonishing is when they find out I'm a vegetarian. But today, no. I'm a totally different person, in fact, who is into nothing when it comes to sex-slash-relationships. And Wisehop writes, I'm going to be sick. And Red Cap replies, This can't be healthy. Blood is blood and can contain HIV. Orthodox Jews make their women go to the mikvah, brackets, ritual bath, and soak it off. I'm pretty sure the Bible had prohibitions against having sex with a bleeder. And Wisehop writes, Fuck the Bible, dude. That would be the last place I would take cues from. Although, what does it say about train hopping? Just curious. Re-bloody vag. It's like anything else. If people go for it, I'm sure the Twilight generation may get off on it as some kind of weird werewolf vampire emo thing. I certainly ain't one of them, though. And Eclipse writes, Badass thread. No doubt, pussy is pussy, and men are beasts. So how about this? Will you chew the tiny clots and keep going? And Shaku writes, My husband has gone down on me during light days, but that's as far as we'll go. Mostly it's just the mess factor neither of us want to deal with. And Shadow Marquis writes, I say if you're into it, I'm into it, but don't fucking think you're going to touch me with it. I don't need blood all over my face too, lol. And Workers Unite writes, The last thread I looked at was about asshole licking. Now this shit, I'm at a really weird part of STP, even by hobo standards. Oh, come on, get the fuck out of here. And while this thread goes on for another five pages, I'll finish with Dead Horse's reply, which goes, I do it, but when it's bleeding, I like to ton, I like ton, ugh, so dumb. Who writes, I do it, but when it's bleeding, I like tongue punching the stink hole and mixing the flavors. Oh, fuck. All right, no. I'm sorry, I thought that was the last one. But the last one will be Boy of Metal who writes, I've gone down on bloody hole before. However, I'm usually moderately to obliterated drunk and don't always notice the blood. At least not until I wake up the next day and see the aftermath all over my face. And we'll go from that thread 
to a new thread in the Squat the Planet forum, subforum, culture subforum, making a living, subforum, panhandling, in a thread entitled Favorite Spange Lines by LC. And again, spange means spare any change lines. And it goes like this. I always get tired of saying, quote unquote, can you spare any change? I've made up some spange lines to mix things up, and they seem to be more lucrative. I'm sure people get burned out on hearing the same old lines, and it gets tiresome repeating yourself. I'm going to give you the story behind the first. Can you spare any change for a chainsaw and a half a gallon of vodka? This comes from being in Ashland, Oregon last year. A friend told me that about a hardware store outside of town. After going, sure enough, at the Ace Hardware Store, you can walk out with a chainsaw in one hand and a handle of vodka in the other. Not all these get the best reactions but I don't have much to lose. Another, spare any change for a bicycle helmet? I don't have a bike. I just fell down a lot. This one I got from a friend. It's for the ladies. Could you spare any change so I can buy you some flowers? For the hip-hop crew? I know you don't know me, homie, but could you spare a little change for me? Because a pimp with a limp shouldn't skimp. I could go on all day with him, but I want to hear some other ones from you. And Damien writes, I like, quote-unquote, spare change for crack. Not actually lucrative, but fun. And Be God Santa writes, quote unquote, spare any change for beer. I promise I won't buy any food. Works great on the drunks. Quote unquote, spare any change for a haircut. The army won't let me in. Works surprisingly well on yuppies. Then there's always this classic, but rarely works, but is fun anyways. Spange! While rolling around drunk on the sidewalk. Brackets, I pretty much only do this out west in large cities where spanging is mad blown up. And LC writes, Spare a little change for a lot of beer? I'm trying to forget about what Jesus did to me. Spare any change for a rubber chicken, a weed whacker, and a cheap hooker? I'm starting a new extreme sport. Oh, this is so bad. Uh, and we'll move from that thread, which is dumb, to a new thread in the Squat the Planet forums subforum, Finding Others, brackets, Crust List subforum, Untrustworthy and Shady People subforum, in a thread started by... 614 Crust, entitled Shaggy Tall Dready Kid. And it goes like this. So a couple of nights ago, I got jumped, robbed for $70, and got my vest, leather, tobacco pouch I made, and a smartphone taken. Not sure the kid's name, but I think I heard people calling him Shaggy. Real tall, long dreads, black bibs with a rebel flag patch sewn on the back. He seemed okay till he got drunk and started screaming about how I wasn't a real rider and I was just a West Coast scumfuck and how he's never seen me before. As I'm sure many of you know, I'm from Ohio and have been around for quite some time. This kind of shit coming from these younger kids pisses me off. This one kid, Shaggy, was bragging about how he just got out of prison and showing off his prison ID to a bunch of people and also kept talking about how he's been riding for 10 years solid. Kind of hard to ride trains in prison, isn't it? As far as I know, he is the only one that attacked me. He was with a few other kids. One girl goes by Kelly Scumdom, who was a wrong way kid's tat on her neck. Another goes by Twitch. And another older kid that goes by Possum. And one goes by Twitty brackets real name Brian, the one kid Twitch was talking about how he had just OD'd on heroin the night before. And Matt Derrick writes, That fucking blows, man. Sorry to hear it. What town did this happen in? And 614 Crust writes, This happened in Little Five Points. Pretty sure they're heading to NOLA. And Mongo writes, I doubt it's the one from the older forums. Shaggy is about as common a name as Joker, Psycho, or Shithead. 
Don't spread that shit unless you know it was for sure them. And Slim Jack writes, Yo, I was with these MFs, Ligi, a wook and a half ago. My boy Caro, who's a member on here, told me that that dude gave off bad vibes, but he never tried that bullshit around me. I'm housed up in ATL and had a smartphone and all types of shit on me when we were in this abandoned squat shooting up together fucking dirtbag. I know where they were sleeping, and I'll go check if he's here later today. I better not see that pussy MF. And BTW, he ain't been riding shit for 10 years. We named a few people who are well-known in the train world, and he knew none of them, P.O.S. And Jackings writes, I have met Shaggy and Possum and Twitch too. I believe in January 13 in Little 5. Shaggy was squatting for several months before I met him. Don't know if ever left ATL after. And Johnny Marie writes, it is him. I know that for a fact. Are you still around? I don't know what I can do, but I can definitely hit him up and give him a stern ass talking to and ask him to give you your shit back. Try to explain that it's not fucking cool. He will usually listen to my reasoning when he's sober. I hate it when kids who have been nothing but sweet as pie to me turn around and rob me like asterisks. Snap. That makes me think a lot. Ugh. I am sorry you got your shit jacked, man. I know it doesn't mean much coming from someone who has nothing to do with anything, but, you know, for what it's worth. And 614 Crust adds, This is the kid that got me. And he adds a Facebook post to a person who looks like a person who's <laughs> a dirty person. <laughs> and he adds a Facebook post, uh, which links to a person's Facebook page who uh, is complaining on that Facebook page that they are still alone on the streets. And they were looking for a quote-unquote road dog, which is a partner or girl. And Tick Dickler writes, I think the chances of your getting your stuff back is pretty good now if he still has it. Let's pray he gets anally raped. And Folk You Dad writes, Shit, man, every time I've hung out with that kid, we've had a badass time. And Hal adds, Same motherfucker. Shaggy in Missoula, 100% sure. I know that, dude. I know that patch. That is his Facebook. Dude, I took his fucking profile picture when we were stranded with some kids in North Dakota or Montana. Brackets can't remember. And yeah, he's pretty lovely till he gets wasted and then, yeah, motherfucker. And yes, would not be the least bit shocked if he took your shit. It's not a first. He really has been writing for a long time, but not 10 years. Brackets, I have reason to believe he's 25, give or take. And he knows his shit about trains, but I don't buy that he's been riding since he was 15 for a couple good reasons he's probably locked up now but please don't hesitate to private message me if you want to know more details about him brackets real name the fb name is fake but i can give you other names he's got a couple he gives to bulls and i know his full birth name god damn i've got stories and terminal filth ads so here's my first post Am I the only one here who would never keep the company of someone wearing a Confederate flag or any national flag patch for that matter? And Flintlock ends the thread by saying, Agreed. Well, what did you think of that? Are you listening to this podcast? Riding the rails on your hobo's iPod? Good travels to you, sir. I hope, or madam... I hope that you are keeping safe in your journeys. Um, yeah, so I regret not ending on the period blood one, but 
I wanted to read a little bit more. This forum is fairly active for being a forum for people who are ostensibly homeless. Um, I will say that uh, I think my first real exposure to gutter punks or crusties was when I was at PAX. There's just a lot of young folks kitted out in all, all sorts of camo with dreadlocks and I guess the circuit is to travel up and down the west coast and you see them here in New York too kids who come down from Connecticut and up from other cities to sort of be in New York and beg for money on the street by my office there are several rotating heroin addicts that hang out apparently in some sort of pack or click they do all these things they have the signs and I see them on the cell phones all the time when they're not nodded out with their signs. The most recent sign this one guy had said that he needed $68. His mother had just died of breast cancer and he needed $68 to get back to the funeral. I've also seen him say have signs that said he was in the army and um, all sorts of manner of things. And they rotate their spots so, you know, they don't wear out their welcome. It's, uh, it's really a marvelous system they have. And perhaps they are reading and learning from Squat the Planet. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. As I mentioned ahead of the show, I've sent out a ton of magnets. I continue to send out magnets. As always, sorry this episode is a little late. Uh, I ran into some technical difficulties that really waylaid me for a while. Nothing like recording and then finding out the entire recording has static sounds on it. It sounds terrible. And also, we're in that time of year where I can't record for very long because I have to have the air conditioning off and the city is very hot. So it becomes a sweaty, hallucinatory mess after recording for an hour or so. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that through October, the podcast may be inter more, even more intermittent because I am going on vacation and then I'm going to be in LA and then I'm going to be in Korea. So um, I will try to record another episode. I have stuff lined up, but just in case I slack a little bit, it's probably because I am in Korea. But we'll see. Hopefully I'll be able to get it one out. Oh, and I wanted to thank everyone who's been writing the reviews on the podcast at iTunes. Great number of reviews since uh, we hit 200. So I'm up above 220 now, which is great and fantastic. I don't think the podcast will ever officially be put on the front page of iTunes. Um, but maybe, maybe if we can organize a one day of all the people who've never reviewed the podcast to do it all at once, that'd be pretty funny. Anyway, we'll wrap this up because it's a long one and you've got other things to do if you made it this far. Oh, I wanted to say one thing. If you made it this far, a woman posted on Facebook that she made it to the end of the Come On Food forums, but did not say the secret word. What do you think about that? S-M-H, as they say in the tweets. Anyway, my name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet, Squat the Planet Forum edition. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>